You smell something, rabbit? Here. Nobody leave this place without singing the blues. Oh, you little bitch troll from hell. Ah, the guy's fingering my asshole tonight. Is it Friday already? Okay, just jump right into my nightmare. The water is warm. Are you like a crazy person? I'm quite sure they will say so. If I'm not me, who the hell am I? Confused? You won't be. Don't call me stupid. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! I've known sheep that could outwit you. I got a question. If you guys know so much about women, how come you're here at, like, a gas and sip on a Saturday night, completely alone, drinking beers, no women anywhere? This is Feedback, winner of season one of Sci-Fi Channel's Who Wants to Be a Superhero? And you're listening to Bunch of Dorks, like me. Game on! Hello, this is Cammy from Street Fighter 4. You're listening to Bunch of Dorks. Do I have to say dot com? Yes. Okay, I'll do it again. Here we go. Take two. <clears throat> Hello, this is Cammy from Street Fighter 4, and you're listening to bunchofdorks.com. Cannon Spike! Hajimimashite. Bunch of Dorks Mao <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I slip into my native tongue, and by that I don't mean anything. All right, I was going to start the show by singing One is the Loneliest Number, but then I remembered I can't sing. Moving on. All right, uh, thank you very much. That opening was provided by a uh, long-time listener, Dust Bunny, and we I want to give a shout-out to a new listener, Tomomol. Welcome aboard, and I hope you enjoy the show. And I'll try to... Uh, I got an email this week that says, uh, your voice sounds tired, so I'll try to enunciate and sound a little bit happier. Uh, yeah, the, the solo shows, <laughs> oh, in case you didn't know, my name is Mal, um, uh, this is another solo show, uh, please bear with me and I will try to make my voice happier, and by that I mean I'll try to not sound like I'm so tired, yeah, yeah no, sorry about that everyone. I am's who I am's. So, uh, boy, election time. <laughs> Spectacular. Now, we don't, uh, here on Bunch of Dorks, we don't talk about politics very much. And that's because, obviously, the normal crew are about as polar in everything as you can imagine. So that leads to pointless, stupid debates, which I kind of, and I, and especially at work, I have, if somebody starts talking about religion or politics, done. I absolutely, I might just get up and walk away from you. Um, because they get, oh, every, everything about politics and everything about religion, you try and have a, a logical discussion, you can forget it. People are off the charts because no one wants to listen. They just want to point out how wrong you are and how right they are. So, needless to say, the... Thank God it's over today. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, their struggle for power of the seats in the Senate and the blah, blah, blah. Hey, guess what? It's all the same. Um, you know, whatever. So, yay for that. I got for about a week or so, you get to drive to work and see people holding signs. It's like, 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 oh, you're going to drive by and you're going to go, oh, that's who I should vote for. The crazy lady holding the sign says, Janet, blah, blah, blah is the right thing. I've always wanted to go up and at like a side of them and hold like, a, either a sign that like finishes the phrase, like one was like Janet Long, and I would like to stand next to her and say like you know Stephen Short, they're cops, you know like long and short of it, or something like like that, or or, or just 
you know, a sign that says, you know, signs are for dummies or something like that. I never do, though, because I hate having police records. And if you're waving a sign, you've you've reached that critical mass of insanity with, with the politics. Go, go, I'm going to go a booster. So, um... Yay for that, and I'm, I know, you know, <laughs> I am confident, personally, that change is right around the corner, and this this election is going to really give a shot in the arm to all the commerce and all the problems that we have in the country. And if you can't, if you don't have a sarcasm bullshit detector on your computer, um, yeah, it just exploded, because that was the most sarcastic thing I can ever say, ever. So, uh, but again, you know... I've never been, like, I've never really uh, invested much time in, in, you know, government or, like, you know, a lot of times people are like, you didn't vote? No, I didn't vote. I, I don't, I, I did the last election for the president because, um, wow, we were going down a really bad path. Now, um, the you know... Is it better? I, yeah, I guess a little bit better. I, you know, it, it's it's really hard to say. You know, let's face the, the, the facts. I, in my lifetime, I've never, this country has never not been in some war. Somewhere. I mean, think back, think. You know, I was born, you know, and I think, I, uh, the, you know, the Vietnam War was going on. That went away. And then there was like, oh, okay, it's, you, know, you know, it's great. And then there was that... Um, you know, uh, just whatever. I, I can't even name them all. Basically, our country—the only export we have is war. And I don't know if anyone's keeping track, but we're not even doing that so well anymore. So maybe we should reinvest in other things, like I don't know, not war. But I'm not a pacifist. I just don't care. I think government governments in general and fighting over dirt and books of beliefs is hilarious. And I'm moving on because see, I you see. It sucks you in the whole the whole thing. Like you know, anytime you start talking about politics or anytime you start talking about religion, it either you run away as fast as you can and cover your ears and scream and go la 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 la, you know, or you get pulled in and then you have to start telling your side of what you think is right. And guess what? Everyone else thinks their side's right, and then you just start quarreling and oh god, you know. So yeah, yay for that. That's over. Now there'll be empty grass. There'll be lots of no empty grass areas back. Um, I, I like that, that they leave all the political signs stay in the ground too for like until they become so sad and pathetic that either the wind blows them away or like you know some badger comes and rips them down you know it, they're just there they just slowly rot away because I know they're all made out of recyclable material because everyone cares so much about the environment just look on any bill okay moving on so yeah the crazy that craziness is over. I did celebrate this week. <laughs> I started, you know, I should save the. I'm, I'm having a dilemma if I should save a story for when uh, when the crew is back in town or or just uh, run with it. I don't know. I'll I'll think about it over music break and then I'll let you know. The main story, one of the funniest things this week. I I um I have the uh, if you listen to this show for any length of time, you'll you hear about the. This Nissan truck I've had since 1995, and I, you know, it it just drives and drives and drives, and there's nothing electric on it. Like there's there's no power anything. It's a standard shift four cylinder Nissan truck with roll down windows, and you know, so there's nothing to, like you know the locks that you have to lift up and down, not a button. 
So not, there's nothing to break. So basically, you know, just drive it forever. Well, the gas, the, the little engine light's been on for like five years. That's not even an exaggeration. I wish it was an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration. So the little light's been going on, but it keeps driving, so I'm like, eh, screw it. So, like, uh, for the last half a year, give or take, that's a rough estimate, you know, I've been smelling like gas. Like, when I started up in the morning, especially after like a weekend, I won't drive it much on a weekend. So Sunday or Monday morning, when I go go to work, I'll turn the the car or the truck on, and it's just this heavy gas smell coming right through the vents, like it's it's like the gas line is spraying right into the air conditioner. And I usually go, eh, it'll be okay. And then once I'm driving, the air kind of blows through it, so it doesn't, um, so you don't smell it. You know, I, I, you, you smell it, but it goes, it dissipates because the air is like pushing it away. Well. Let's just say that I thought this Monday, this Monday was the worst ever. I thought I was gonna like either pass out from the fumes, or the car or the truck was gonna catch on fire because I was driving and it was so bad. Like the scent and the smell was so bad. I was like, oh, I'm losing consciousness, and I have the windows down and the air going. Because believe it or not, in Florida, which is where this little Unabomber shack that I, uh, that I uh, you know, the, the student that I call the studio. It's still like sweltering hot, and it hasn't rained for like three months. So basically, I live in a desert. I don't think you're supposed. It's not supposed to be a desert, but it is a desert. Moving on. So like this. So that yay for that thing. So I'm driving, and and of course now I'm sweating my ass off because it's 900 degrees out, and I have the air on that's killing me with the gas fumes, and the windows are down. So yeah, basically I drove to uh my work parked it and immediately uh talked to some people about who to take this thing to um of course the guy i do i went to a shop it's not a shop it's like a a guy has a garage and i don't mean garage like you know ding ding with a little bell and you get gas and they fix i mean like he has like this part of one of those um (sighs) industrial parks so so it's and he he does work on stuff. That's where I got I painted my motorcycle there. I painted we straightened and painted the truck there. So I talked to him because he's in the business. He he does his job is painting cars at like one of those insurance places, you know. So he has ins. So he told me to take it to this guy. And in the meantime, I have this little a little Nissan truck, and my dad. Who tows, um, they, my dad and mom sometimes they live in an RV camper where they'll go and stay in like a national park for, you know, a couple months or whatever. So they have this, they have a little tracker that they use to drive around and then they have this gigantor, like Ford F1 billion, you know, four by four extendomatic. It's, the freaking thing is gigantic. And it's a diesel and it has a turbo on it. Like it's so, it's just this monster, right? So I'm used to driving this little tiny, truck around it it's basically a car with a thing you can put stuff in the back you know and i dropped this off at the garage and my pops meets me there and he goes okay well you know he gives me the keys i can drive the 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 big spare truck while uh, you know while this is getting fixed it's insanity (laughs) like i i I, when i'm driving it i just get in the lane i'm going to be in until i get to my destination because like you can't see like you're taller than everyone, you're bigger than everyone, and this thing is so freaking fast. Like, the mass of this truck is gigantic, and this turbo diesel is so powerful. 
Like, you look down, and, and this thing, like, it has a whistle. It sounds, it, like, not a whistle, like, the turbo pulls the air in it. It sounds like a, a little tiny, like, whistle underneath the hood. So it's going, shh, and you look down, and you're doing, like, 90. And the thing weighs, like, a, it's as big as a city block, and it's just hilarious. You know, you just, I, I can imagine smashing in, like, accidentally smashing into, like, a smart car, and they wouldn't even find the smart car. Like, it would go into the grill and just get chewed up and spit out the, the tailpipe. Which is scary. Which is why most people say, oh, you shouldn't just buy a small car. Now, I don't live by that theory. I mean, I would love to have a Nissan Leaf or, or like, you know, a little tiny car like that. But I'm stuck with this giant one. And I think back, you know, like growing up, we had the, the like, we drove the $500 beaters. Like, even my, my dad, you know, my mom would always have a nice car. And my dad would just drive whatever, you know. So we, like, my whole life was, like, Torino's and, and, you know, um, Mavericks, Ford Mavericks, you know, old Ford trucks and Impalas, shit like that. That Everything was like a $500 beauty that would run. You'd run it for a while. It would drive for a while. Everything was big, as big or bigger than that truck. I think if I'd go back in time now and I took the keys, I'd be like, I don't, I can't drive this thing. Like, I, like the, you know, the, the hoods were like longer than the most cars are now, you know. Just it was just a funny observation. I still haven't got the car back or my truck back. I'm like, oh god, come on. That's the other thing. You know, I drive by the place every day. The first day, you know, it moved from the spot, and I was like, oh yay for that. Well, they have a fenced area, so they moved it to the fenced area. Guess what? Yeah, the lo- the poor lonely old pickup truck hasn't moved since then. So I'm like, okay, now I gotta tomorrow. I have to start the rearing method where I I call and. Hey, any progress, blah, blah, blah. You know, I hate doing that. I, and you know, it's just because you're going to get soaked, too. I don't, uh, I think part of the reason I have this old truck is because I don't want to deal with a car salesman. And, you know, I was actually, I almost thought about taking this thing to the dealer, to the Nissan dealer. I think I would have went there and they would have just had a sales rep standing there going, yeah, you're just going to buy a new car. And that's it. They would, they would have just had it in a crusher. And the second I walked in, they would have hit the button and it would have smashed the truck. And that would have been like, oh, yeah, and here's the guy who's going to sell you a new car. So, yeah, I avoided that. But what are you going to do, you know? Oh, and there was a <laughs> – after the music break, I'm going to go into music break now, but after that I'll uh, go into a – our workplace had the uh, yay for yay for people that are here day. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I I didn't hate it, but it was uh, interesting. I always have a lot of interesting uh, observations. Okay, we're going to go to music break. Um, this is going to be the Mumblers, the Mumblers with Coffin Factory 1. All right, enjoy. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Don't get 
Hail to the king, baby. Okay, I'm not sure if you could hear that or not. Um, I'm not alone anymore. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Mumblers. Um, I'm going to have all the bands, of course, that I play eh, listed in the show notes, so please make sure you check them out. Go to bunchofdorks.com and read that thing. If if you were wondering what that noise is, I don't know if you could hear it or not. Uh, we're not alone in the studio anymore. I have a very gigantic, fat cat, and she kind of crawls in. <laughs> this cat crawls and up... She can jump up behind me in the seat, and then she crawls up so her her paws are on my shoulder, and she's looking over my shoulder like Petey the Pirate. Like, she's like the parrot, and I'm like a pirate. So her face was there. So I put the mic there to try and get her purring, because no matter what you do to her, like, I lean back and try and crush her, and not hurt her, but you know what I mean, just screw with her. Uh, and, and she just sits there and purrs. This cat is hilarious. She's, it's a tough cat. I have a lot, I have four cats. And this one is definitely the slowest of the bunch. I think she's dumb as a bag of hammers, but she is adorable and funny, and she's just one of the gang. She picks on the crazy black cat a lot. So those two, <laughs> well, one of the funniest things is, you know, oh God, I sound like I'm like a sad, whatever. Okay, basically, there's one really aggressive black cat, and, she, and he's like thin and pretty fit, and she's gigantic, but she's younger. So she... Like, she'll tackle him or he'll tackle her. They're mostly playing, you know, how cats are. And, um, and then, and then Fulgore will go tearing out uh, into the garage. And that's the cat's name, Fulgore. And this one is named Punchy, cause she's punchy. So, <clears throat> and then she'll run out after him. <laughs> and he'll come, you'll hear him knocking shit over in the garage and then he'll come flying in cause he's really fast. It's like 20 seconds later, she comes bounding through the cat door. And she's running as fast as you can. She, he's just that much faster. It's great. It's a, it's a lot of, it's comedy gold. Um, the reason I have this cat was, um, well, my parents traveled. They got her, they got this cat from a cousin who moved to Hawaii. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, my mom liked her, but, um, a little too, a little bit too much for her. This cat would run at and attack my mom's feet and stuff when they, when she was getting coffee. And yeah, well, let's just say that that didn't last too long in in this in my house because when I'm getting up and going for coffee, the only thing I know is that coffee is at that point, and that's the only thing I care about. So she'd come running over and get kicked square in the face, and I don't even think I noticed or stopped. Like I just kept walking, and then she was like, "Huh, I'm probably not going to do that anymore." So, needless to say, that cute little ritual turned into her. Com- she comes running over, and then I pet her while I'm pouring the coffee, and that's fine. That's nicer than kicking her in the face, cause I don't, I'm very, I, I, you know, I love cats, I'm not mean-spirited like that, but I don't, I mean, it's a harsh world, that's the other thing I gotta tell you, like, in this world, you know, not in, or in this house, like, nothing is forgiving, like, you know, instantaneous, you run at my feet, you're gonna get kicked in the face, and, eh, she learned. So yeah, that's, uh, wonderful, and so now she's just giving me back sweat, cause she's just sitting behind me, a little heater. Cats are hilarious. Okay, well, I'll just, uh, I'll go, I'll talk about it today, and then, uh, you know, if we get, if we, uh, get back to the normal show with Man With No Name and or Promi Man With No Name, um, this might come up again. I'll try to minimize talking about it, but I have to fill airtime now. Now, there is only now. There is no tomorrow. There is no yesterday, right? 
So this weekend, um, on Friday, a, a friend of the show, Houston, who's he's been on the show a couple of times. He's a good friend, you know, not whatever. We 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 talked about his wedding. You know, I, he's he's a cool guy. Um, there was a going away party for a friend of all these bands. Like he's he was a singer of like a thrash metal thrash punk singer. You know, I don't know him, but. It was a going away party, so they had this, um, the Neptune's Lounge in the area had this going away punk concert with all these bands. I think there was technically five bands, but let's just say the five bands was made up of the people from three bands, if that makes sense. Whatever. Lots of inbreeding, but what do you gotta do? And if you hear that, that's full gore. Shut up, you. So, um,. So Friday, I, I said, okay, I'll, I'd like to come up and film it, you know. Um, I have the really nice HD studio camera, and I have an HD flip camera for, like, the, the B-roll. And uh, it's at Neptune's Lounge, which is a half bike shop, half concert, or bar. Not a, it's not a concert venue. It's a small place. It's just a bar, you know. Uh, the guy's living the dream. Fixes bikes during the day, and then, you know, slings suds at night. So why not? Um so I get up there, and uh, they let us all in, and, you know, it's, it was like, uh, it was, it, the, the bar had a lot of character, I'll say that. It was kind of one, kind of one of those, uh, there's been a lot of concerts there by a lot of, uh, like, punk bands and stuff, so there's stickers all over everything, and I think you catch some kind of STD just from going into the bathroom, not even without touching it, like, you just catch it. Like, I have things now. That's sad. But, um, so... I find a good place to set up, you know, and uh, uh, and it starts off, and and you know, and Houston goes on with his band, um, damn it, in the dim. That's uh, that so they played, and and they they were really good, you know, and then the second band came on, and that was realized. Now that was Houston's other band from before. <clears throat> See, Houston was in in the dim, then he. Then he then he went to realize, and then he went back to in the dim. But they still are all friends. It's not like this isn't like you know you know John, Yoko broke up the band, and you know now John's gone and the Beatles are gone. These are just friends. You know they just jam and have a good time, and they're all good musicians. So that went well, and I'm having beer and filming, and then uh, then Dallas let, got off the stage, and then this other band got on. Oh, God, what's the name of them? See, they all had wacky names, too. I can't remember them. One of them had two singers. And then this Mike guy... No, was it realized? God, I can't even remember. As the night progressed, I had more beer and that thing. So I have bad memory loss. So, uh, you know, at one point, there's this, this band with two singers. And this is like thrash punk death music, if you know what I mean. Like, it was like... And, and this, like it was, it was smoky and it was crazy because it was, it was also Halloween weekend. So there's some people with ho- costumes on. There's some people just there. There's some people like, you know, the the, the pit. It wasn't like a, a real thrash pit because I mean I I've gone to punk concerts a lot. I was into punk mostly when I was a kid. I mean I still listen to some punk and some hardcore, but mostly, you know. Um, I don't go to the concerts anymore, and I don't get into the pit as much anymore. But the, so, but I I am experienced with it. I know how you know. I've been in plenty and uh, and punched and kicked and all that good stuff. Um, and they're, they're never really as violent as they look. Let's just I'll put it that way. Also, um, uh, so 
there, so they had that going on too. And, uh, and in the meantime, I have that set up so I'm t- getting the full stage as much as I can without, with people there. And then I'm also going up, like, to the side of the band with the, with the HD flip vid, or, you know, or I'm going up on, like, real low level, like, watching, and the singers screaming, you know. But, uh, and it was fun. I got to meet, uh, Houston's new, uh, new wife. She seems very nice. And, of course, they're in a social setting, so you got a lot of people coming and going. I didn't, like, talk to her or nothing, but she's, you know, she seems like a real nice, you know, nice woman. Her, they're young. It sounds weird even saying woman. I mean, they both look like they're about 12, but whatever. So um, that was a good time. I ended up, oh my God, you know, one funny thing. I wanted to, I didn't know how it would get, so I just did this just to try it. I don't even know why. I took the flip video, and I just put it in my hand, and I went into the pit. So, like... I just wanted to do this as like an experiment to see what the hell would be captured on a video camera in a pit. So I'm bouncing around, and there's this dude that dressed like Flavor Flav, and then there's like two dudes in gorilla outfits with like biochemical goggles on. Those guys were funny. I mean, they looked really funny. And then there was this, there was, and there was a lot of other kids in the, in this, you know, in the pit. And then there's this dude in a wheelchair in the pit. Now I've seen this before, and that's cool. I don't, you know. Who cares? There's, it's not a. It, it, they're just there. It's, it doesn't even matter. They're part of the. They're part of the group. They're part of everything. So this kid in the wheelchair is. Well, this guy in the wheelchair, his freaking the wheel falls off this wheelchair, in the pit in the middle of like people smashing into each other. And I'm like holy shit, and like I mean literally the wheel just came off and out like the whole pit basically became like a NASCAR pit crew and it's just like <laughs> done and he's back on. I mean. Lifted him up, put the wheel back on, and, and it just kind of went on without a hitch. You know, like he went, it was instantaneous. And that was the worst, um, yeah, lug nut gun that sound you'll ever hear. That fake one I just did. So I got that going a little bit. And then I got smacked and my glasses flew off. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I, I frantically, I, I scoop them up before they got stomped on, which was yay for that. Cause, oh my god, I would have been, it would have been a short night. Um, and all this time, I'm videotaping. Like, I, I don't have it up to my face like a camera. I just have it in my hand, so it's just flying all over the place. It's flying with my body, you know. And from what Houston says, every now and then he saw, like, my hand up in the air in the middle of his pit with this camera. So that was funny. I mean, I just did it. Who cares? You know, even if you, you got to do stuff just for fun sometimes. So um, it occurred to me later, in fact, it was like, was it this morning or yesterday morning? I'm in the shower, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, I was like, why the hell did that never happen before? Or why didn't I remember to take gla- my glasses off, you know? And I was like, oh, that's right. Because when I was in the punk scene and when I was in the, going into the mosh pit all the time, I didn't have glasses at that time. <laughs> like, glasses came later in my life. I didn't grow up wearing glasses. They came along, you know, after uh, high school. So that cleared that mystery up. I don't even know what made it pop into my head. It wasn't a traumatic thing. I mean, I just scooped them up. It would have been traumatic if they would have got trounced on, and I would have had to go buy new glasses, but I have a couple pairs of spares. If you do the dumb shit I do every day, not a, well, not every day, that's over-exaggerating. If you do the dumb shit that I'm apt to do, you need extra glasses laying around just in case. I've been hit with a lot of things by a lot of people, and I'll leave that to your imagination. So, yeah, but it was a fun time, and then, um, you know, and then the end guy came on, and this is the guy that was leaving. You know, this is Mike. Yay, Mike. And he had a McLovin shirt on, so that was funny. And um, 
at this time, now, okay, the beer is getting a little stale in the gut. Um, I'm still drinking, but you can't, like, you kind of hit the wall. You know, I got there at 7.30, and it's, you know, closing time is coming soon. And I'm still recording, and I'm, you know, I, I'm pretty much, I'm not, I'm, no more beers are flowing my way. I'm kind of, I'm okay with that, you know. I don't have that dry mouth yet, but it's coming, it's coming soon. I go out, and, and, and one of the things that happened was he, they, got, they kept playing. Like, you, and then they would do a song like, um, and I can't even remember. Like, they would do some one of those, like, power ballad kind of songs, say, like, saying goodbye. Oh, I gotta pee. Oh, let's do three more songs. And you're like, oh, my God, really? And, like, at some point, you're like, okay, um, this is tape four of uh, hour-long tapes in this machine of, of my camera. I'm thinking, can we wrap this up? <laughs> I've, I've had enough fun for one night. So... Whatever. I mean, it was a great time. You know, the guy was really funny. He was. He seemed like he was a good singer. Um, you know. Then at the end, I thought I, I took the camera out and I interviewed people saying goodbye as they were coming out. Like I thought it'd be really cool to have all the band members come out and saying like, "Oh, I really miss you, Mike," or you know, you know, like their own little deal. And then when I edit it in, I'll just drop it in and be like, "Yeah." Um, one of them. One of the guys, which I thought was really something um i'm i'm taping this guy and i'm like so are you gonna miss mike you know you know have have you enjoyed you know hanging out with him and so that and he was like yeah of course i have he's my son and i was like oh it was really cool it was his father so i'm taping the father and then he's saying goodbye to mike and then he puts his arms around him and stuff like like not you know like just around his shoulder saying oh you know it's been he's really great and he started saying father stuff and I was like, wow, I just captured my end shot before black. You know, I, like, it'll be the last one will be the father, and then it'll fade to black, and that'll be so cool. And all I can say is, I sure hope one of those guys hits it really big, and then I will have four raw tapes of that guy, pre-superstar band, that I will sell for great amounts of money. That won't happen, but you never know. So, I uh, that's what my hopes and dreams are, and of course, Mike, who moved to Oregon, who I don't even know, good luck. And I had a good time. It was a fun time. Oh, and I've, I got to the drive-thru. I'm get, I got, like, some McDonald's food. Because, you know, McDonald's is now open, like, till 4 in the morning. And then they close for a half hour while they, I don't know, whatever. For, you know, break for breakfast. And I'm sitting there. And at that point, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hammered. I'm drunk enough that I don't care who's making my food at McDonald's at 2.30 in the morning. But, you know... I woke, I was like, I got home, I went to sleep, I was asleep at like 3, I'm like, oh my god, I slept till like 1 in the afternoon the next day, which I don't care about, um, but wow, I hadn't been out that long for a long time, you know. There was one, there was one party a couple years back where I actually came out and the sun was shining, it was like 8 in the morning, uh, I just handed the guy, uh, I handed like the party, the, the person who owned the house, I just handed him his newspaper and like, stumbled home and it was so horrible i was like getting home at like 8 30 after you've just been drinking since like all night all day and all night you know you're like okay let's just say that weekend is wrecked all right let's go to music break and uh when i return we will go into the widget factories day of yay for you all right and this is petty buka one of my favorites from japan with perhaps perhaps Perhaps. Indeed, you are powerful. 
Thank you very much, Petty Buka. Um, you know, the lineup ha- it has changed from time to time, but they are one of my favorites. Um, they are off the uh, Benton, Benton label. So, Audrey Benton, you always have our admiration. We uh, we love your music. We love your groups. Thank you very much for giving us the, you know, the opportunity to play them, and uh, we will always be a friend. Uh, oh, you know what? In the beginning of the show, I didn't even make mention of it. Of course, I had said that that was Dust Bunny's um, opening. But the two people at the end, um, Cammy from uh, who did the voice work for Street Fighter Four, that was the Ken and Spike girl, and then feedback from uh, a, t- a very unknown TV show called Who Wants to Be a Superhero. We uh, we were at a comic book convention and. Um, Dave, he gave us a sound bite. Actually, you know what? He he took down the dork's uh, email and he emailed it to us. I was and it was like done really nicely. I was like I couldn't believe it. You know he. Uh, I'm sure those are all gone now. I, you know there, that was really one of those shows that 
if you've listened a long time, you know the whole history. We used to always run out after the show was over and watch it. It was just the dumbest, funniest Stanley creation. You know, it was just something. So yeah, yay for that. Oh, okay. The last for my last segment, and then uh, I'll do another show and or another a uh, music break, and then we'll cut out of here. But the last segment, I'm going to talk about the yay for people widget factory extravaganza. Um, again, this might be another thing that comes up again when uh, uh, you know a man with no name and or pro meet come by uh, for the next show or two or whenever. But um, the Every year, uh, where we work does like a, they do something as like an appreciation day, which is very cool. Uh, I'm not, I'm not besmirching that at all. I mean, um, it's, and it's been so varied. Now, you gotta understand, I've been at this place for 14 years. So, let's just say the first couple of years we're at a coliseum and it was just this ex- over the top thing. Cause, I mean, this follows the times. You know what I mean? Like, I don't ever really complain so much, or I try not to complain so much. I get caught up into it sometimes, but I try not to because, like, listen, my dad told me a long time ago, the only thing that your place of business owes you is a check at the end of the week. So anything else, hey, you know, if they don't do anything, tough. If they do other stuff, enjoy it. So I try to live by that. It is hard because you get to expect things. When the first couple of years were these extravagant balls at some coliseum and then, and then, like, trip to Disney and then trip to somewhere else. And then one year when it hit really bad, there's, like, like a recession. Not a recession, but whatever. Whatever you want to call this. Double dip recession or blah, blah, blah. One year it was just, like, like down in the down in the, in the the factory area. You know, it's it's varied greatly. I'll put it that way. So this year, um, it was like a, I want to say like a carnival-based thing. They had like, uh, yeah, like, like, like a, like a old time carnival, you know, how it would roll into the town and you'd have like the stands with games and stuff like that. Now, the, the joke is kind of on me because, um, okay, we also do, there's a charity, um, uh, that has aligned itself with our place of business. And each year this charity does this thing where they have like, games and they give you, you know, and there'd be some kind of food like you know hamburgers hot dogs and then this little thing and then they you know it's like a like a sign up and give us money each paycheck event well that they were giving us those slips with our with our paychecks and at the same time they were saying oh will you sign up to work one of these booths and i and i said yeah of course i don't care you know so they gave me this booth where you like have to pick up a beer bottle with a a circle on the end of a stick. Hard as hell, but not really, you know. So, um, so I thought it was this, I thought this event was the, was the charity event. And it wasn't. Like, the charity event was just something in a room this year. Like, just saying, yay, and give us your money. So, this morning, one guy that's like, kind of talks to some people in my area kind of came down and I was like, oh yeah, isn't this the, the charity event thing, and he's like, "No, this is this. Remember that? You remember like the the this is the yay for employees event." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I didn't even I had no idea. I just kind of mushed them all together in my brain. I didn't even give any thought. So, um, so I was kind of like, "Oh, uh, uh, all right," and then I just kind of went down 
Now, and, I, and they give you one-hour shifts where if you say you'll do this, they kind of just say, okay, and they, they just kind of put you in somewhere. So I was in the one that you pick up the bottle, and there was, like, the usual, like, ping-pong, or you throw a ping-pong ball into a into a globe, and then there was a, something where, well, of course, the, the, the hit the hit the chicken into a pot. You're using, like, a mallet, you hit the thing, like, you know, like a little spring-loaded, like, trebuchet or whatever, and it flies into the thing. All the, like carnival game crap, like not nothing too extravagant. These are little tiny booths, like these are just made to be a small down version. And in the meantime, they're also having food, and then also there's like a DJ there who's like one of those wedding singerish kind of dudes. It's like yeah, you know, fun, <laughs> like over the top stuff and chicken dance and trivia and stuff like that to keep the keep people you know amused. Well. I'm, I have fun with this stuff, so I'm sitting there. I don't, you know, I'm not shy, really. Uh, so I'm, I, when I get down, I relieve this person who said, oh, yeah, you know, I gave out like seven prizes. And I was like, okay, whatever. Now, and listen, these prizes are like those, they would come in a box from like China, and it'd just be like box of, um, cheap fan, box of, uh, coin purse that looks like a reggae hat. You know what I mean? Like, just the bottom of the crap. I mean, it's just, giveaway crap, right? So, basically, I start, I used to, okay, back background time, and that's background in itself. No, so I used to work at a place called Dorney Park. This is an amusement park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So, every summer, me and three of my friends, two of my friends, sorry, were game operators. Now, that's like a serious, that's like not a serious business, but I mean, you're, you're out there in the public and you're yelling at people and you can be as quiet or as goofy as you want and you can imagine me and two people just like me while we ran the joint. So I so I started being like a barker kind of like, hey, always a winner and yelling that cheesy, crappy, like carnival crap. You know what I mean? Like I would be yelling, like I'd just yell like, I'm giving everything away and everyone's a winner and all that kind of crap. Which and And part of it was, yeah, everyone was. Not everyone, like... Like if you just if somebody came up and like screwed around with it once or twice and didn't do anything and they just walked away, well, it was nothing. But people that sat there and tried, I gave them a prize. I, I don't care. Like these, like these are just giveaways to make people feel good. Basically, anyone that showed any interest where I was at got a prize, you know, or or whatever. And there was a lot of people that did it, but I had a lot of fun with it, you know. And then, uh, but it seemed. They gave away some high-end stuff. I mean, I never win any of that stuff, so I don't really care. But, I mean, they gave away, like, iPads and iTouch, you know, what are those things? Nanos and, like, iPods and iPads and blah, blah, blah. Because everyone is all, everyone where I am at is all creamy about Mac, so the creaminess goes into that crap giveaway shit, too. So, whatever. Um... You can tell how on board I am with that, but who cares? Uh, to, um, so, but, but, you know, I think most people had a pretty good fun time with it. Uh, one of the funniest things that I thought, um, now I didn't hear, I heard this secondhand. I didn't know this for for real, for true, I almost said. Wow. So, I'm, because I'm, I'm doing the game, and they were doing like this big, like half scavenger hunt, half take the, uh, what is that, duck, not duck, duck, goose, but were they, uh, musical chairs, I th- it was something like that, like, they would do the musical chairs, and then, then they had to run out and get something, like a, 
I think one thing was like I voted sticker or a or come back with a person over fifty. You know, like it was wacky. So they give out an iPad and then they give out an Nano and then they do this game. So and this game is like long and there's like really drawn out. And the winner of that got like 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 a bag. <laughs> it was like you know, like it was so disproportionate for the amount of work to just having your name drawn. I I thought it was funny. I mean I mean again you just okay, it was something free and cool and that's funny, but I don't know. That always cracks me up. I always I remember it was a many years ago I was a I was a manager and I uh different place and I was in charge of the of the, of the games of, of not the games but of like the prizes and they would like they were all over the place you know some prizes was a $10 gift card and something well I didn't think that through because like someone walks up and they like you get your name drawn and you're like oh you win this new pen and the next person, oh, you win a car. And you're like, oh, my God, that is so disproportionate. Like, it's just, it, it's kind of like, you know, you, you're you still winning something, but the guy that got the pen looks at it and goes, oh, shit. You know, like, I could have had a car, but I had this thing. So ever since that, that was a really a good learning experience for me. So now I kind of keep all my prizes are basically all in the same range, you know. Uh, that stuff is always really hard. Planning out anything... No, for, first of all, not everyone's going to be happy. Second of all, it's going to be prepared, compared to everything that's happened ever, and it's never going to live up, because one year will be the greatest thing in the history of the world when the company made $18 billion and they bought everyone a car. You know, well, that's never happened, but you know what I'm saying. Like, And and there's always going to be things wrong. So I think as you get, well, if you if, as you mature in, in management, you just learn to really let stuff roll off your back, you know. But uh, I thought it was a pretty fun time. I had a good time with it. I was being a dumbass and yelling out and calling and saying, come on, come on, you know, come on, come all that kind of crap. And uh, it was fun. And then I, after after my shift, it was like towards the end. So I went and I got a, you know, a burger and some beans and whatever else. You know, you just get whatever's left. And uh, I, I went back to my hovel cubicle and, uh, <laughs> and ate. <laughs> it was the food was kind of sad. I'm 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 sure it was much better um, earlier in the day, but ah, eh, again, like my pop said, all they owe you is a paycheck, so everything else is just you know, yay for that. So a good time was had for all, and I'd like to say I was I was better at picking up a bottle with a ring on a stick, but I'm not because that's impossible. All right, we're gonna go into the final. Um, yeah, the final music break, and this is the Coffin Lids with Shake.
all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. She walks into mine. All right, I'm back. Thank you very much, Coffin Lids. Uh, make sure you check them out uh, either via the link I put on our webpage at www.bunchofdorks.com or do a search for them. They are a very good friend of the, you know of the of the of us. The group is a is a friend of the Dorks, and they are always kicking ass up there. I'm gonna try to. I thought I should do one more topic because last. But the last show, I think I actually had to cut off the Land of the Lost theme because I came back and I was like, okay, folks, see ya. And I always drop in the Land of the Lost theme to come up slowly as we're talking with the roar at the end. Yet yeah, th- that Land of the Lost theme was longer than my section of talking. So that was sad. And I cried. I didn't cry. I, um, I just realized, hold on, I'm I have to write down the bands in order. So when I go and like link them to the show, I don't forget. That's how bad my brain is sometimes. You know, this last past weekend was um, Halloween. And the reason I forgot it was Halloween was because there was nothing going on. And I'm not too sure. I think every year, if you go back to the to the Halloween show of, of the Bunch of Dorks, every year I, it would sound like a broken record saying, you remember how good Halloween used to be? It just seems like it's died. And I don't know if this is something that where it's going to go away for good or if it's going to make a revival. There seems to be a big business around it. Like, people still buy the shit and the costumes and the candy. But I don't ever see kids coming around. Like, when I was growing up, Halloween was literally like a two or three day event where we went and, like, you went to everywhere. Wherever there was Halloween that night, that's where you were. And there was a million kids and a million just... Every house is handing out candy and everything. Now, again, this is a small town. I get that. But I talk to a lot of people, and they say, no, it's the same here, too. So what happened? Where did this go? Like, where did Halloween go? And if it's gone forever, why is there still an industry based around it? Honestly, like, you know, in 10 years, is there going to be a Halloween? You would think so, because that'd be like saying there's no more Christmas. But... Every year, it seems to be getting more and more, like, pathetic where there's less lights on. I just had beer instead of turning the light on. I mean, I didn't even open the door. The last year was a couple kids and, and, and then, like, a group of kids that just came out with without even costumes. I'm like, well, I'm not a Walmart, so, you know, pony up a freaking mask or get the hell out of here, kid. At least put some half-assed effort into it. I just would be rewarding stupidity for giving somebody with candy with just walking up. That, that's just a, you know, candy jacking. I just got candy jacked. So, basically, I just left the light off and had beer. So, yay for my own Halloween. But it was just one of those things where I don't know. Gosh, you, you, can you imagine just being gone? No, Just no more Halloween? I guess I can. You know, I don't know how big it is in other countries, but, uh, hmm, curious. So, if you had a better Halloween, please make sure you write in. I should have said this at the beginning of the show because I might have lulled everyone else to sleep. But um, make sure you send us, keep sending us your emails at zenbone at hotmail.com. That is the show email. Uh, I do receive, I receive messages from time to time. And if you have something to say or want to talk about a subject, please write in and I will bring it up on air. And uh, if the rest of the show ever come, you know, if, there, if we get back into the swing of stuff and everyone starts showing up again, then you'll, the topic will be discussed by many. Um, all right, that's my show. Uh, hope you dug it, and make sure to check out. Uh, oh yeah, um, way off base. 
uh, is a friend of the show. They have a sports podcast. So stop in there for all your podcasting needs, or all your sports needs. We're your stop for podcasting needs, right? Right. So, um, all right. Have a good day, y'all. And I will see you next week. Roar. <laughs>